Let's go down to Chris Kinley. This is uh, going to be bang, bang, bang today, isn't it? It is, and of course the machines are already they're already in a little hole in central holding area in Park Ferme, and we're just waiting for the OK to uh, get ready to to get the road sorted out. That gate will be open. That famous gate will open. It's better than what it used to be. That gate used to do a big clunk when it opened, and I've kind of fixed it over time. And uh, just having a little look to see who's going to be first up onto the road. Looking back to the first event, Ben and Tom Birch, or what more can we say? Absolutely creamed it, didn't he? A masterclass it was, with John Holden, Lee Kane in second place, and Alan Founds and Jake Lather, they got third place, and fourth was Pete Founds and Jevon Worms. You know, that's a battle and a half. There was only six seconds between them two at the end of them. Uh, well, the, the three laps, wasn't it, on the sidecars? Uh, Ryan Cohen, Crow and Callum Crow, what a lap that was, eh? Race time of one hour, one minute, five, two, six, 113, one, four, two. So that's pretty impressive, isn't it, for the newcomers there, number 44. And in sixth place, for number six, Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney. They average 112.2. Then Gary Bryan, Philip Hyde, number 10. Conrad Harrison, Andy Winkle, number eight, finished in eighth position. And Alan Schofield and Steve Thomas, they were, da, 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 where are we there? Number 21, they were in ninth. And Gary and Daryl Gibson, they completed the top 10. But quickly to uh, just to say to you about the, 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 the Crow boys, you know, obviously we were talking to uh, Patrick Francis hopefully going to be joining us in a, a little while to talk about the sidecars. He was saying, oh, here he is now, actually. Uh, Pat, Patrick, we're over here. We're all right. We've, you found us. Don't worry. I've just mentioned about uh, Ryan Crow and Callum Crow, that race time. I heard you mention it in the in the preview show before with, with Chris Boyd. That's an incredible race speed for the newcomers, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Um, I was saying in the show this morning that um, it's just two-tenths of a second off what uh, me and Molly did in a race time in 2014, the last time I won a race round here. So to come and do that in your first lap, because don't forget they only got one lap in practice, so that's their only second, third and fourth ever lap around the mountain course. OK, you've had your ear to the ground. Uh, who's been changing what? Who's been doing what? Obviously, no Molly in this one. Of course, no, nowhere Tim Reeves either in, in the first runner. So what have they got to do? Yeah, they've just got to go out. I mean, they've, they've had so much little uh, practice time that... If there's any problems now, they've just got to go and ride around them and uh, see what it is. But I've just been over there. Um, Callum and Ryan Crow have actually got a, a big problem. The bike's just set on fire. I, I can't exactly see the extent of the damage, but it looks like it's damaged some uh, wires going into the airbox. So they're just frantically over there just trying to get things sorted. But uh, time's against them now with that. It is. We'll take a little walk over there. Actually, where about are they, buddy? You can show me where they are. Yeah, we'll go over this side with, the, with, the, with all these bikes here and just have a, a little check. So well spotted you. We came to the top end, so we managed to... Unfortunately, miss all that. They'll be down here somewhere. As we have all the superstop bikes uh, being formed up. So yeah, they're doing a bit of frantic work on their electrical things, Patrick. Blinking electricals. Yeah, um, but the, it's the way that these bikes run. All the uh, fuel-injected bikes now, everything's electrical, and obviously they're quite advanced. Um, more tech on them, um, so I'm not quite sure what, what's going on there, but hopefully the boys can get it sorted. You can see there, they're frantically trying uh, try to get things sorted. Um, How easy is it to change a loom? Oh, a loom, it, it's, uh, it takes weeks to build a loom for these things. Um, it, the real technical, real trick things are not um, what you get on a standard road bike. Um, the ignitions themselves are thousands and thousands of pounds, so to get everything, because they've got, they've got all um, suspension sensors, fuel pressure sensors, they've got all the sensors that they need to, to run the data test, and they can look back and find out what the problem is. Um, but it looks from here um, that there's only just up to the airbox that they've got the problem with at the moment, and you can see the guys have got... Uh, all the gear there ready to do it and hopefully fingers crossed they can get out and get it sorted like with audio cable if you run a long long length of audio cable you lose sound at the end with these these electrical cables and all the sensors that they have to be a certain specific length um yeah no not the length because there's not actually that much length on them from the from the ecu which is the engine management control unit um you may be going to be i don't know two meters maximum from where you need to be um but they are all shielded cabling so it, any cross talk between cables it sort of stops all that and then uh, any interference and you don't get any blips because they are quite advanced with the, with the MoTeC ignitions that they're running. A lot of money those MoTeC things aren't they? Yeah so we'll let the boys work on that. <laughs> Ryan is working and Callum on it and a few of the other guys there's more hands and fingers in there than, than anything else. A lot of work to be done for the, the Crow boys to get that sort that is a, a bit of a shame. Now Chris did you hear that conversation what Pat was saying you, you understand yes. you understand yeah, the yeah. technical sign of, of, of what you know what they're having to do there they're going to have to get it right aren't they? They are uh, and like you said depending on what the problem is time could be against them really it's, I know they're working away frantically there but uh, uh, you know yourself with wiring it's, it's it, some of it's unseen isn't it? Yeah they'll be going off at number 11 so they've got a little bit of time yet anyway so we're going to make our way up on to the road so 
Where's young Patrick? There he's gone to this side. You've got your little ear thing on. Just got to ask you about any of the teams you've been speaking to during from after race one. Who's done any major changes? Anybody you know of? Uh, yeah, John Holden. He um, was running a big problem through the whole race. He got he openly admitted it. He showed me all his data from his Motec there, and uh, he was on the limiter all the way around. I mean, data doesn't lie. When you can see it for yourself, it was there. So he's really, really happy. He was um, quite disappointed and despondent not to have the pace about what he had last year and to be able to chase onto the virtuals there. Um, but no, having looked at the data and having set back and had a bit of a reset everything, he's more than happy with, with it. He's, he reckons he can really take it to them. He's going to try and get out of the blocks pretty fast and then uh, try and chase onto them. He said after the first race, he got through to uh, Braddon Bridge there and he couldn't even see where the Birchels had gone, so he knew that it was sort of over then, so early on in the race. Um, but we've got other factors here. Dave Molyneux, he's, he's going to be the man. Um, yeah, if he can get away, he looks happy there, giving us a smile. He does look very relaxed, yeah. yeah. Palmer, go and have a word with him, Palmy. Chris Palmer's going to go chat with the fans, boys, just go past the Zen now. Chris Palmer's just going to over, maybe have a quick chat with Dave Molyneux as uh, Lewis goes past us, Lewis Blackstock with Patrick Rosney. Chris Palmer, what's he tell us? Have a quick chat with him. Yeah, I've got Dave Molyneux. He's just got. To, he's just been trying to explain to me what the problem was. I'll just let him explain to everybody out there what happened to him the other day when he uh, when he just got off a line and it, it well it virtually conked out, did it, Dave? Well, I did. Yeah, but when I got to the traffic lights in the middle of town, it was conked out totally. But um, yeah, I got halfway down Bray Hill and it's just started to slow up like I was turning throttle off. Um, it was intermittent and. I suppose I should have pulled off at Quarterbridge, but I carried on to Bradenbridge, just hoping for a miracle and it clearing, but it was just on, off, on, off, like I was just working the accelerator, and turns out it was what what we call the uh, to throttle position sensor, like a grip sensor, which is operated by the cables, the push-pull cables on the throttle, which sends a signal then to the motor that drives the throttle itself, and ah, the damn thing failed, and that's it. I suppose it's not like the old days where you just had a throttle cable and it was either on or off. I mean, now everything now is electronic, isn't it, Dave? And it's you, you can't yeah. foresee an electronic problem like that. I'm afraid you can't. And uh, I believe Dean Harrison had the same thing in practice uh, on his number one bike. It, the, that that particular sensor failed. He just took the number two bike out. And I spoke to uh, five minutes, five minutes. Yamaha Europe's um, one of the top men, and he said they've heard of six fail this year. So just one of them I you know what can you do um, I think I've had more failures around the TT course through electronics than anything else you know but. let's hope it holds together for this one Dave all the best thanks for talking to us Dave Molyneux there yeah just having a little look down to part Ferme for the uh, well the big story in the sidecar world for TT 2019 Ryan and Callum Crow they're still working on the front of that fit they've got another four and a half minutes to get that done and then the starting difference let's have a little look there they are then another one minute 40 so effectively they've got about six and a half minutes come on have you ever been in a situation like this before a TT race Pat France uh, no not as not as desperate as this where something like this has gone so badly wrong um, the worst I had it, we had a quick shifter system on with Dave Molyneux in 2012 and it uh, it started working the wrong way around. Uh, so like, try to shift going down the box. Um, so that's the only problem that I have, but that was early on in the morning, so we it was just a simple case of disconnecting it. But hopefully the boys can get out, they had a fantastic run in that first run and it's it'll be desperate if they don't make it because of something like this. Well, our producer Mark Tiley is keeping a little eye on that and uh, give us a shout, Mark, if you've seen this happen on there. So Chris has had a quick chat there too. Uh, Dave Molyneux quite relaxed and uh, maybe grab a quick chat with Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney, sixth place in the first race. The old ubiquitous duct tape is out once again. Where would we be in world without, well, in the motorcycling fraternity without duct tape and number two, cable ties. They're the kind of thing that does. And I love the way the duct tape is actually colour-coded to the SBR, the Silicon Barnes Racing Team. Always thinking ahead. I know thinking about promotion we'll just let Lewis finish doing that off and yeah just a little bit of tape just to stop his gloves from unflapping themselves yeah he's got short gloves on there it's obviously obviously not 100% comfortable with them around his wrist I, I always like tight gloves around my wrist so I'll see where he's coming from but it's everybody just getting comfortable it's just the little things that make the big differences if something's really annoying you like a little you only get like a toothache and it's like there all the time can you shut that out were you able to do that no i was dead fussy um everything had to be right my back protector had to be right my gloves my boots if, if i was uncomfortable on the bike it'd sort of be in the back of my mind 
So I was a bit finicky like that, but uh, obviously Lewis is a little bit like that as well with the way he's doing his gloves there, but just getting into the outfit. Um, the boys are ready to go on. Certainly are, Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosny then. We're going to have to move forward a little bit. We are running so, so short a time as this. Alan Found just doing a quick old stretch on the number four outfit there. Just so important to get yourself stretched out. More important as a driver to get yourself stretched out more than the passenger because the passenger, you're moving quite a bit, aren't you, Pat France? Yeah, you are moving quite a bit, but it is important for the drivers because you're in a crouched position for so long. You, don't forget, you're just about an hour on the circuit and if, if you're not comfortable from the start and stretched out properly, it's so easy to get cramped up round here. If you've not uh, got the right nutrition and uh, you've not had enough water on board, it's so, so easy to get cramped in the position that these guys are on and they've got no chance to get stretched out because once they're in them outfits, they're in. Did you find out what happened to Tim Reeves the other day? Um, I, I believe it was a mechanical problem. I'm not quite sure the ins and outs of everything, but uh, yeah, it just had an engine blow up. Just one of them things, it was a brand new engine, lack of time on the track. So he had to go with what he had to go with, just put a brand new engine. Ideally, you go out and do a steady lap and then you can sort of know straight away if they're gonna go. And if you've got that extra practice time, you've got it all in hand, but he had to go with what he went with and he put a brand new engine in and it's just, just one of them things. Ryan Crow and Callum Crow, Mark Tiley, I've got my eyes on you, not at the moment. They've got the fairing on, Mark, the, the cover on top, no, doesn't look like they have, but they're not coming up the road as of yet. The gate has now opened into that no-man's land in the middle rear. Warning lights must be turned on, and there is Tim Reeves. I nearly said with Patrick Ferrance on board then, actually, with Mark Wilkes on board, because I was looking at it at the same time. We'll get round the number four outfit. Now, the board has slightly changed from earlier on today. Dan Patches, the Black Dub, and Glenn Helen. It's a two-lap race. Just remind you of that. It is a two-lap sidecar race. Looking forward to this one. We'll keep a little eye on Tim Glover. Uh, not just on you, Tim Glover, but on Ryan and Callum Crow, because we need to find out if they're going to make to the start line. We'll hand to you. And we're approaching 30 seconds in perfect conditions here on the Isle of Man for the Lecate.im sidecar race number two. The Virtuals aiming for seven in a row unbeaten since 2013 when they finish a race. And uh, five, the last five times they've won, it's been John Holden who's been the runner-up. 15 seconds to go as the Birchels are in their outfit now underneath that uh, Monster Energy arch. They're getting the countdown and, uh, and the, show, the hand goes onto the shoulder now. Five, four, three, two, one. Birchels are away. The flag is dropped there. Right. CEO of Pilgrim Media Group. So the virtual safely array. And now it's John Holden and Lee Kane. Here's Tim Rees and Mark Wilts. Are they going to have better luck in that uh, Yamaha outfit? And now the cloud vapors Yamaha of Alan Founds and Jake Lowther. Number five, Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. Suzuki power for them. And Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney in their Honda outfit. Nicely away indeed. And now Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne. Have they got that uh, sorted out? And it's next, Conrad Harrison and Andrew Winkle, number eight, but I've just had confirmation through that uh, the Crows will not be starting. The Crows are not starting this race, which is a great shame for Ryan and Callum. So Steve Ramson and Matty away now. And next will be number 10, Gary Bryan and Philip Hyde. And, yep, unfortunately, uh, number 44 outfit not there, so no Ryan and Callum Crow, something amiss there uh, at the start. So number 11 will be next away, Estelle LeBlonde and Frank Clays. And the flag drops for them, and away they go. Next, number 21, Alan Schofield and Steve Thomas. Number 16 is next, Darren Hope and Paul Bumfrey, the Cameron Engineering Suzuki, safely away, the all-red-fed outfit. 
24, John and James Saunders. Number 19 next, 16th away, John Lowther and Scott Hardy. AWB Engineering Honda. 25 is under the arch, Craig Melvin and Stuart Christian. Number 13, number 13, of course, being Greg Lambert and Ben McBride. 17 next, Gary and Daryl Gibson. GDM Logistics, Suzuki safely away. A little bit of squirrel at the start, but away they go. Wayne Lockie and Mark Sayers in the Real Racing Honda are next, number 14. Number 20, as Lockie and Sayers uh, head towards Bray Hill. 20 is uh, Mick Alton and Stephen Bonney. 33 next interview under the arch, and that's uh, Dan Knight and Matthew Rostron. Number 12 away, that is Knight and Evanson. So 33, Knight and Rostron there now in the Green Ant Racing Suzuki. number uh, 18 but I can see 27 away now that's Andy King and Alan Thomas but no number 18 so no Robert Hancock and Ken Edwards so next away will be the uh, newcomer uh, Bruce Moore the newcomer driver and Ashley Moore number 39 and away they go revs go up beautifully prepared outfit that is and then number 35, Nicholas Jukes and William Morley, Dino Bike Honda. Number 30 next away, Roy Tansley and Sean Parker. A bit sluggish, uh, trying to get into gear there. Next away is uh, 28, Francois uh, Leblond and Marlene Couliard. But let's go to Glen Helen, Dave Christian. Yeah, thanks, Tim. I've got a flash of light out of Glen Helen 1. Boy, this is a fast approach. Whoosh! Just as fast as they were in race 1. Uh, but it uh, doesn't look like they've pulled too much of a gap because John Holden's now into the left-hander. Sweeps around. Fuck up the gearbox. And uh, the Birchalls lead Holden and Kane by just one second. So he didn't quite pull away the way they did in race one, but there's a second gap between the Birchall brothers, number one, and uh, John Holden and Lee Kane, number two. A little bit of a gap now, though, while we await the arrival of Tim Reeves, and we get two outfits together. That's numbers three and four. So Tim Reeves uh, being caught by Alan Founds, and uh, Founds and Lowther, number four, go into third place on corrected time, but we await the arrival of the other Founds outfit. Little flat of the chair wheel there, but uh, Founds, Alan Founds, and uh, Jake Lather, they continue in third place with Peter Founds and Jevin Wormsley in fourth. Next man into the left hander, that's uh, the number six of Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney, and uh, they drop in just ahead of Tim Reeves, so a uh, sluggish start for Tim Reeves, but uh, this looks a little bit quicker on the approach. It's Molly. And Molyneux just drops in behind Blackstock and Rosny. Didn't sound well at all that as he accelerated up the hill, so could be another problem for Molly this afternoon. And uh, he is in sixth place currently. He is two seconds down on fifth place, fifth place Blackstock and Rosny. But it is the Birchall brothers, as they were in race number one. They've taken the race uh, by the scruff of its neck and uh, after the first sector with a one-second lead over John Holden and Lee Kane. So outfit number one leads outfit number two. Here's another two together, though, so there's a big time gap here. Nine and ten together on the road. Uh, Gary Bryan and Phil Hyde, number ten, uh, go ahead of uh, the Ramsdens on outfit number nine on corrected time. Uh, but it is still number nine in front on the road. And uh, Gary Bryan and Phil Hyde have to work a little bit down Kronkavody to get past them. But uh, they're pretty much nose to tail as they climbed up Craig Willies here. And uh, he should be looking for an easy pass there along Kronkavody and into the 11th milestone. Next outfit into the corner. Passenger gets out over the side to keep that... Uh, 
keep that uh, left-hand wheel anchored onto the ground. That's uh, Estelle LeBlond and Frankie Clay's 21 into the left-hander now. That's a little bit of a steadier approach there for uh, Alan Schofield and Steve Thomas. Uh, but they are a little bit quicker than Estelle LeBlond. 16 is through now. That is uh, Darren Hope and Paul Bumfrey. Uh, Hope and Bumfrey into the top 10 for number 16. And ninth place they hold at the moment, just ahead of Schofield and Thomas, but only two tenths of a second in it. We're awaiting the arrival of the next machine, that bright yellow outfit, number 24, John Saunders. And uh, he is followed closely on the road by number 19. Uh, number 19, that is John Lowther and Scott Hardy. And next outfit in, passenger gets way over the left-hand side. That's Craig Melvin and Stewie Christian uh, safely through here on their first lap, holding 14th place for number 25 at the moment on our provisional leaderboard. Uh, 17 comes in now. 17 is Gary and Daryl Gibson. Uh, closely followed on the road by 13, Greg Lambert and Ben McBride. The Virtual Brothers have broken the beam at Balaf Bridge. Uh, number one, the Virtuals made it to Balaf. The gap between them and Holden and Kane, though, has dropped. It was one second here. It's now nine-tenths of a second. So absolutely nothing at all between the Virtuals and John Holden and Lee Kane between Glen Helen and Balaf Bridge on lap one. Uh, there was a second here, but uh, John Holden clawed a little bit back. And, uh, well, we could have a proper race on our hands here. John Holden's got his mojo on. 20 comes through. 12 and 33. Big flap of the chair wheel there from 33. Uh, 33 is uh, Dan Knight and Matt Rostron. And uh, they got the chair wheel up, but they're up to the top 10. Number 33. Uh, number 33 into the top 10 for Dan Knight and Matthew Rostron on the LCR Suzuki. I can Suzuki. just tell you that uh, Alan Founds and Jake Lowther have stopped just up the road from you at Sarah's Cottage and are making adjustments, as are Conrad Harrison and Andrew Wilkin. Uh, Winkle, they've stopped at Balagari, but Founds and Lowther stopped just up the road from you. Thank you, Tim. And uh, the virtuals then at Balaf Bridge have that nine-tenths of a second advantage over John Holden and Lee Kane. And uh, Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley, number five, move into third place, but they're ten seconds back on Holden and Kane. Blackstock and Rosney uh, move up to fourth. They are six seconds down on Founds and Wormsley. And Molly, number seven, into fifth place now. Five seconds down on fourth. As 35 comes through here, Nick Jukes and William Morley. And uh, closely followed on the road by number 39, Bruce and Ashley Moore. One more outfit through. That's number 30, uh, Roy Tansley and Sean Parker. And uh, Tim Reeves now through at the left bridge as well. Uh, sixth place for Reeves and Wilkes. Four seconds adrift off uh, Dave Molyneux. Gary Bryan and Phil Hyde now also through Laff as we get 28 through. And uh, a little bit of a faster approach there for 45. Uh, Maria Costello and Julie Canepa, and 28, Francois LeBlond and Marlene Cuillard. 31 comes through now. 31 is uh, Daryl Rayner and Wendy Campbell. But uh, now the Ramsdens now through at Balaf Bridge as well. So on uh, lap one at Balaf, it's the Birchall's lead, John Holden and Lee Kane, by nine tenths of a second, with Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley in third place, 10 seconds back on John Holden. Back to you at the grandstand. So a purple sector went to uh, not the Birchills there. It went between Glen Helen and Balaf Bridge just to Holden and Kane. 0.975 of a second back. Uh, still got outfits eight. Uh, Conrad Harrison and outfit four. Alan Found stopped making adjustments. Uh, the former at Balagheri Corner, the latter at Sarah's Cottage. Other non-starters, number 43, uh, Kevin and uh, Steve Morgan were non-starters, as was number 22, Gordon Shand, and Kenny Cole. Quickest at the spot, Sulby Speed Trap. It is Ben and Tom Birchall at 151.1 miles per hour. John Holden and Lee Kane, 150.8. And then it's Blackstock and Rosney at 146.5. So at Balaf Bridge, it's less than a second between the Birchills and Holden and Kane. Then a 10 second gap to number five, Founds and Wormsley. Let's go to Ramsey Hairpin, Roy Moore. 129th sidecar TT to take place in the 100-year history, and what a cracker it's turning out. I think Tom and Ben Birchall are here with us at Ramsey. They certainly are a bit wider, not down the centre this time. Dropping down into bottom gear, probably. Get it chimed up onto the pot. 
Ben and Tom, Tom just keeping that back wheel down, but it looks as though it could be at Ramsey here. It's Holden and Kane now. John Holden and Lee Kane are safely through. Chair wheel just raises a bit. Probably higher in the gear and means he's just got that little bit extra to get away. I can tell you that the Birchills have put the hammer down on the run from Balaf Bridge here to Ramsey. It's 2.7 seconds that they hold the advantage. Number one, Tom and Ben Birchall hold at Ramsey hairpin on this, the first lap. An advantage of 2.7. It was down to 0.9, fractionally just under a second there at Balaf Bridge. But now the gap is out to 2.7. And I must admit, uh, John Holden did have a little bit of trouble getting the outfit away from here. Just probably the gearing altered maybe different. And then it's now number five who are here with us now. That's a quick approach. Peter Founds and Jevin Wormsley are safely through. Another machine there. That's number three. That's uh, Tim Reeves and uh, Mark Wilkes. They don't appear to be hanging about here, but then again, running a new engine in. Missed a couple of gears going away, and then the next machine interview, that is down the centre line. Outfit number six, that's Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosney. So what is the difference now? It's remaining at that first and second. In third place now then, go outfit number five, Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. They're 14 seconds down, though, on Holden and Kane. And fourth place for number six, Blackstock and Rosney. They are seven seconds down on Founds and Wormsley. That's Dave Molyneux safely through Ramsey, number seven. And moving up a little bit there, I think they were in fifth. No, they're holding on to their position at Balaf. They were fifth through Balaf Bridge. Outfit number five, Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne. But they're eight and a half seconds down on Blackstock and Rosney here at Ramsey Hairpin, but they're holding a nine-second advantage over in sixth place so far. That's number three, Tim Reeves and Wilkes. Mark Wilkes, who are holding on to sixth place. This should be outfit number 10, the highest number so far through. It is number 10, Gary Bryan and Philip Hyde. They're safely through, and they slot in behind Dave Molyneux there, but there's only half a... They're behind uh, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes, but there's only half a second in it between sixth and seventh. In sixth place, number three, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes. And then in seventh place, number 10, number 10, Gary Bryan and Philip Hyde, but only half a second between them. Should be the Ramsdens here now, outfit number nine, and certainly that is the case. They're holding on to that ninth place appropriately enough for 18 seconds down, but uh, LeBlond and Clays are here as well, so there must be a time difference there that they have moved up, I would suggest. They have, they've moved up into eighth place. They're 20 seconds down on Brian and Hyde, but only hold a one-second advantage over Schofield and Thomas. There's outfit number 21 through outfit number 21, Schofield and Thomas, and that is that battle between number 11, number 11, uh, the, the outfit of uh, LeBlond and Clays, but only one second between them. Another machine interview. This looks, looks like outfit number 16. Certainly is. Hope from Bumfrey. And they're certainly through. Darren Hope and Les B Len Bumfrey safely through Ramsey. I can tell you the Birchills have made the mountain climb to the bungalow as outfit 19 is here with us now. John Lowther and Scott Hardy. So where would they slot in? No change at the top, but certainly they come up into 10th place and they're only... Uh, fraction of a second down there what does that, that make a difference before yeah 10th place LeBlond and Clays but only 1.3 between them but between outfit number 19 and outfit 21 Lowther and Hardy are only a fraction of a second down on Schofield and Thomas Holden and Kane have made the mountain climb but they're six seconds down now so four seconds pulled out on the climb to the mountain by Tom and Ben Birchall a 6.273 advantage as they went through the bungalow. Moving further down, in 12th place, it's outfit number 16, Darren Hope and Len Bumfrey, and they're six seconds down on Lowther and Hardy. 13th place for the outfit nine, the Ramsdens, 11 seconds down on Hope and Bumfrey. And then moving in there, I think that was number 24 that went through, or 15. Number 14, the outfit number 14, Lockie and Sayers, just a fraction of a second down on the Ramsdens. That beautiful sounding bike there, the ants on the side, number 33, I think that was going through. There's one to look out, but they're up to 12th. They're up to 12th place here at Ramsey Airpin, and they're only half a second down off in 11th place, Lowther and Hardy. So there's a battle to look out for. 
Founds and Wormsley safely through the bungalow, 16 seconds down. So Holden and Kane not hanging about, but certainly the Birchills seem to be put the pace down. And six seconds their advantage, Founds and Wormsley into third, but 16 seconds down on Holden and Kane at the bungalow. Fourth place at the bungalow for number six, Blackstock and Rosney. 11 seconds down on Founds and Wormsley. And Dave Molyneux's made the mountain climb. He's holding on to fifth place. Nine seconds down on Blackstock and Rosney but 11 seconds ahead off in sixth place, number three, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes. Back to the grandstand. Thank you, uh, Roy, and uh, wait for the lights to come on at Crunk Nimona, but uh, Harrison and Winkle confirmed as a retirement now at Balagheri Corner, as are Founds and Lowther at Sarah's Cottage, and uh, also uh, we have Daryl Rayner and Wendy Campbell retired at the Cronky Body at the Civil Defence Quarters there. So uh, another uh, outfit making it up. Uh, well, now we have got the light on for the Virtuals at Cronk Nimona, but Brian and Hyde, I can tell you, have made it to the bungalow as well. They sit currently in seventh position. But uh, astonishingly, it will be uh, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes if they make it round, and Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne. If you include even the race where they retired early, this would only be their third lap completed at the TT for 2019. That gives you an idea on the weather. Nine seconds, the advantage now. The Birchills have at Cronk Nimona over outfit number two, Holden and Kane. It's uh, stretching out all the time, and they're on around about 118 pace, uh, 118.2 roughly, as they now come out of Governor's Dip, and they should be coming onto Glencrutchy Road and into our view very shortly indeed, and they'll cross the line, and uh, we will get them to come uh, across the line here, and there they are, the Birchers, on to their final lap again, it's uh, 118.380 miles per hour from a standing start for the outstanding Ben and Tom Birchall. They, well, they just are dominating the sidecar category at the moment. They've taken it to a whole new level. But John Holden's interview with Lee Kane, 117.296 miles an hour for Holden and Kane. I mean, that's uh, pretty good indeed, to say the least, from Holden and Kane. But they are 10.6 seconds down at the end of the opening lap to uh, the current world champions. And, well, they're aiming for seven TT titles in a row are Ben and Tom Birchall. 19 minutes, 7.388 seconds, 118.380 miles per hour. And they lead by 10.6 seconds. Second, Holden and Kane... 117.296 for them. And we should see uh, coming into view uh, Founds now. It is indeed. There's uh, Founds and Wormsley and the Suzuki across at 115.423 miles per hour. And they are 18.797 seconds down on Holden and Kane. Another outfit interview. And he does get a completed lap in. Tim Rees and Mark Wilkes. And there is outfit number six, Blackstock and Rosney. They slot into fourth place uh, at 114.145. Uh, Reeves and Wilkes uh, a little bit down on the steam today at 111.813. Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne interview next. They're fifth at Cronk Nimona. And here he is completing a lap. Outfit number seven for the 30-year anniversary of his first win. And uh, Molyneux and Payne, they go into fifth place ahead of Tim Reeves and uh, Wilkes. And they are 12.2 seconds down on Blackstock and Rosney, who are in fourth. And 12.5 seconds ahead of sixth place, Tim Reeves and uh, Mark Wilkes. So the Birchills lead by 10.6 seconds ahead of outfit number two, that is John Holden and Lee Kane. Honda power for them, and they in turn are 18.7 seconds ahead of outfit five, Founds and Wormsley. And we should see number 10 interview very shortly. Number 10, of course, is Brian and Hyde, and they slot into seventh place. And just going back, uh, to the uh, cross, uh, back to Cronk Limona. Uh, that uh, isn't likely to ch change. I can tell you, outfit 21, Schofield and Thomas is ninth at Cronk Limona, 
and uh, that's a pretty good uh, display from them. LeBlond and Clays were in eighth, and Brian and Hyde uh, in seventh. But uh, this race is getting stretched out like a piece of elastic now, as uh, the gaps get bigger and bigger. But a couple more outfits now are coming out onto Glen Crutchu Road. So the eyes crane up the road, looking north to see uh, them come out from the trees. First one across the uh, line is number 11, LeBlond and Clays. And now it is number nine, the Ramsdens there. And so LeBlond and Clays at the moment are in eighth place, ninth for the Ramsdens. But I have a feeling that will change. Yes, indeed it does, because ninth now is Schofield and Thomas, who've just crossed the line at 108.490. So all the top uh, seven, all above 111 miles per hour. But the Birchills have set that bar high again. A standing start, 118.380 miles per hour. As Darren Hope and Paul Bumfrey cross the line at 107.32. They go into 10th place above the Ramsdens. And across the line there is uh, John Lowther and Scott Hardy. And they now go into 10th. He's hoping both Hope and Bumfrey go down to 11th. And the Ramsdens, number nine, now sitting in 12th position. So the Birchills, 19 minutes, 7.388 seconds, 118.380 miles per hour, and 10-second lead. Dave Christian. Yeah, just in time for the Birchills. <laughs> just as impressive as their other laps. Uh, absolutely fantastic sight. Uh, I think I said the other day they come around this corner like they were on rails and uh, exactly the same again, exactly the same line, exactly the same speed. No issues at all by the sound of it. At least it sounded very healthy as she pulled away up the hill. But uh, here's John Holden down into the gearbox. It's, it's the apex and then drives off up there, Craig Willies. And the gap now out to 13 seconds. So another three seconds for the virtuals are pulled out on John Holden and Lee Kane between the grandstand and Glen Helen on this second and final lap. 10.6 seconds, the gap was at the grandstand. It's now 13.0. Uh, so uh, 13 seconds is the Birchall brothers' lead. And uh, John Holden, well, he <laughs> looked like he might have just had it there at the left bridge on lap one when he pulled the gap back to less than a second. But uh, since then, the Birchalls have pressed the turbo boost button and uh, he's not been able to get a look in, pulling out second by second by second every sector and uh, uh, there's no real answer for that you've just got to stand back and admire them uh, admire the view and admire the spectacle of uh, that uh, silver grey outfit as she fires itself around here uh, at exceptionally high speed Peter Fans and Jevin Wormsley get a bit of a flap on with the chair wheel there but they're safely through on their uh, second and final lap and the gap now between them and John Holden out to 24.6 seconds uh, just under 19 seconds it was at the grandstand so uh, John Holden might well be leaking time to the Birchholz but he's pulling away from the opposition behind him two outfits together now uh, three is uh, Reeves and Wilkes and six is Blackstock and Rosny and they've pulled in uh, Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosny have pulled in here at uh, Glen Helena is that Blackstock and Rosny or is that Wilkes uh, is that Reeves I can't quite see from here and uh Definitely pulled in, looking to make some adjustments. And seven, Dave Molyneux through, he's safely through here. And uh, it looks like Blackstock and Rosny, I think, pulled in to make adjustments. The uh, sun just catching an unfortunate angle for me, right off the middle of the number. They're off again, but uh, they've lost well, quite a lot of time there. They'll miss their drive up the hill and along Kronkovody, plus the time they've had pulling in and sitting stationary here for about 20 seconds or so. But uh, Blackstock and Rosny, it was them indeed. And uh, Reeves and Wilkes went through while I was watching the uh, other outfit pulling into the... Uh, car park entrance here at Glen Helen and that's going to cost Blackstock and Rosny some time and uh, they only had a gap of 12 seconds over Tim Reeves and uh, uh, Tim Reeves over Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne next outfit into the left hander that's uh, number 10 
Gary Bryan and Phil Hyde. Uh, they were in seventh place at the grandstand. I think they're probably going to gain over Blackstock and Rosny. Uh, may well see them come up a little bit further by the time they move round to the left bridge. But the, the Birch Halls lead here at Glen Helen on lap two. A 13-second advantage over John Holden and Lee Kane, who are in turn 24 seconds ahead of Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. And uh, let's see, uh, fourth place, we've got Blackstock and Rosney, but that's likely to change. Uh, they were 17 seconds down on Founds and Wormsley. And in fifth place, number seven, Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne. They were 12 seconds down on Blackstock and Rosney. But as I say, that might change. Uh, we'll just have a look at the timing at the left now. Uh, the leaders shouldn't be too far away from the timing beam at the left bridge. And no, they're not. They are through the Virtual Brothers through at the left bridge. And uh, as is John Holden and Lee Kane, and the gap's up. There's another 1.6 seconds pulled out. The advantage now of the left for Holden and Kane is 14.6 seconds. Uh, so the Virtuals lead John Holden and Lee Kane by 14.6 seconds at the left. Uh, Francois Le Estelle Leblanc, sorry, through here safely on her second lap, as are Schofield and Thomas and the Ramsdens. And uh, we'll keep an eye on both sets of timing screens. And uh, we'll uh, see exactly uh, who is going to uh, be up there in the podium for this race. Uh, Founds and Wormsley at the moment uh, look to have the advantage for that third podium spot. They had a healthy gap between them and Blackstock and Rosney, who, of course, pulled in to make adjustments here. Uh, that's number 16 through. Hope and Bumfrey safely through here on their uh, second and final lap. Little flap of the chair here, a chair wheel for Lowther and Hardy. Number 19 uh, holding on to 10th place on corrected time. And uh, I had a little note of them. Lowther and Hardy started, uh, number 19 started in 16th place. So they've made up six places on their qualifying time. So a good afternoon's work for them so far. Uh, 17 into the left-hander here at Glen Helen, Gary and Daryl Gibson. And the Gibsons, ninth place for them. Number 17 started in 19th place. So they've gained 10 places this afternoon. 24 goes through. 24 is uh, John and James Saunders. Uh, they're safely through here on their second lap. So a great ride from the Gibsons and Lowther and Hardy as well, uh, making them uh, a number of positions above where they started. Uh, other other uh, machinery worth taking a note of here is Dan Knight and Matt Rostron. They started in 23rd and they were up to 9th at one stage. So keep an eye out for number 33. Okay, fans and Wormsley now through up the left. Number five, 28 seconds, the gap between them and Holden and Kane. Uh, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes. Uh, Tim Reeves and, and Wilkes, uh, they are outfit number three in fourth place at the left now. They've taken that from Blackstock and Rosny, and they are 51 seconds down on third place, Fans and Wormsley. But it's the Virtuals and John Holden and a 14.6 second advantage at the left bridge. Let's see how it pans out. Back to you at the grandstand. Well, 14.6, yes, at Belap Bridge. Uh, it was an astonishing pace. Sub-19, Glen Helen to Glen Helen. 18 minutes, 59.86 seconds, 119.1. But it seemed to have dropped a little bit of time, uh, comparatively, Chris Boyd, uh, between Glen Helen and Belap Bridge. Only marginally. They're there in Belap in, um, in 8 minutes and 8. On their second lap in race 1, they were there in 8 minutes and 4. So they are 4 seconds slower, but they won't have to contend with the conditions over the mountain so we are still watching this lap time and the quickest at the Solby speed trap 151.1 miles an hour for Ben and Tom Birchall let's go to Ramsey hairpin Roy Moore yeah just noticing the battle there between Dave Molyneux and uh, Tim Reeves it's only a 0.2 of a second between them as they went over Balaf Bridge so that could be one to look out for but we hear noise in the Ramsey area and we see an outfit coming down one two three tight into there, chair wheel tips up a little bit, but out to that right hand little bank there that starts the mountain climb and Tom and Ben Birchall safely through, don't hesitate if you feel as though they're on 120 mile an hour pace, I think they were in the first race, but uh, I think they encountered just up round where they probably will be going through now, just on the exit there from the waterworks, waved yellow flags which slowed them down Lee Kane happened to get sorted out on that and Tim and John Holden getting the engine sorted out. Went through in a higher gear there by the look of it, I would suggest, and through. But the advantage is 16 seconds. 
that uh, Tom and Ben Birchall hold over John Holden and Lee Kane here at Ramsey Airpin on lap two off the sidecar. So a further two seconds extracted on the run from the lap bridge here to Ramsey by Tom and Ben Birchall. They will be now through round the gooseneck, making that climb up through the three left-handers that takes them into Joey's, and then the big climb up the mountain, up to the Guthrie Memorial, but they're holding on to a 16-second advantage. I would imagine possibly a drop in pace is the fact that their board is at uh, Ballacrane there. It's Mark Curfee who's on duty today. Brian haven't gone back to Germany, but they will be showing a 14-second advantage, no doubt, as they went through. So just got an opportunity to roll it slightly. Founds and Wormsley are here. They seem to be trying every time as they go. They come round here, number five, Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. They're holding on to that third place as they were at Balaf, but certainly dropped another couple of seconds on John Holden and Lee Kane on the run here to Ramsey, but holding on to that third, and they had quite a considerable advantage over Reeves and Wilkes at Balaf Bridge, so a podium beckons. They're 31 seconds down on John Holden and, Lee, and uh, Kane, but certainly that seems to be a secure third place here at Ramsey. Next machine should be number three here with us now, Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes, and it certainly is, so maybe just getting bedded down now, that engine. And certainly sounds good as it goes away, and certainly the aggression of, t of uh, Tim Reeves showing there as he gives it stick up through there. Maybe he's got a bit of an indication. He's dropped a further seven seconds, though, so it can't be going all that well. He's holding on to fourth place, is Tim Reeves and Mark Wilkes, but they are 58 seconds now down on Founds and Wormsley, and it was 51 at Balafs. But what is the battle between them and number seven, Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne? Just 0.2 of a second, two-tenths of a second it was at Balaf Bridge, but certainly no other machines that I can hear in the Ramsey area at the moment. So there is your top four through Ramsey Hairpin. So it's only a case now of listening out and checking that they've made the bungalow climb. That will come up automatically on our screen as they break the beam up there. How on earth did they do manage timing in the old days with a pen and a piece of paper and a stopwatch? As soon as Peter Hickman crossed the line today, we knew that the difference between them was that it doesn't look good for Dave Mollieu and Harry Payne because first in, next into Ramsey is number 10, Brian and Hyde. There's a bit of a battle on them between Reeves and Wilkes. 1.9 or two seconds they are down on Reeves and Wilkes. The outfit number 10 and the next machine, number 6, Blackstock and Rosny, Lewis Blackstock and Patrick Rosny are through. Virtuals have made the mountain climb, I can tell you. Molly and Payne are here, but they've dropped a lot of time. Don't know if the outfit sounds right or not. Let's just listen to them. He's got his hand up to indicate that things aren't well with that outfit. So they're touring, but there's nobody behind them. Harry Payne. And short shifting goes Dave Molyneux up towards the waterworks, so they will be trying to get a finish, I would suggest, but they're well down now they're into the uh, three seconds that they're down in seventh place. They were holding on to fifth there through Balaf, but certainly down uh, fourth down through fourth down through Balaf, but only that sh short battle there with Reeves and Wilkes. But they are now down into eighth place here at Ramsey because number six, Blackstock and Rosny, six seconds. They are down on the next machine through. Francois Leblonde and uh, Clays. They're 44 seconds down on Brian and Hyde, but there's a bit of a battle going on between Wilkes, uh, outfit number three, who are in fourth place, and fifth-placed out outfit number 10, Brian and Hyde. They are only two seconds down, two seconds down as they make the mountain climb. But problems for Dave Molyneux dropping further back. This could be Schofield and Thomas that's with us here now. Number 21 certainly is. Six, six seconds down on Molyneux and Payne. But I'm pretty confident they'll make a place up as they climb the mountain. So that will be that. There's only the two outfits through the bungalow at the moment. Tom and Ben Birchall, 19 seconds is the advantage now. But uh, making the mountain climb is number five. The outfit number five of Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. They're safely through the bungalow but 33 seconds down on Holden and Kane. Just chance as we did the last time to get outfit number 16 through. Down there, Hope and, Bumf Hope and Bumfrey through. 13 seconds down and Lowther and Hardy back to the grandstand. 
It's been another brilliant, brilliant performance from the virtuals again in this little uh, sprint version of the TT we're having condensed into one day. They've been fantastic so far. I can tell you the super stock race at the second signal's just been sounded. Uh, five past three is the start time we have for that. But we wait for the lights of the brilliant Birchills to uh, come on at Cronk Nimona. 19.2 seconds their advantage was over Holden and Kane at the bungalow. And uh, more retirements uh, to bring you. But I'll just tell you now they have got to Cronk Nimona. And a look across and see the uh, light uh, coming on on the scoreboards across the way. And uh, a few other retirements, Craig, uh, Melvin, Stuart Christian at Ballacry Bend making their own way. Uh, can tell you Roy Tansley and Sean Parker have retired at Kerramur. And uh, Greg Lambert and Ben McBride at uh, Glen Duff. And we saw in the pits number 35 coming in, that's Dukes and Morally. They have retired as well. Uh, it's pretty steady, 19.992 the margin at Cronk Nimona. It was 19.265 up at the bungalow. So I think uh, Chris Boyd, uh, the virtuals have just backed it off a little bit. We'll see them across the line. But I don't think we're going to be seeing uh, anything like a 120 or anything like that coming into view. Now we should see them. Can hear the outfit. We can now see the outfit. Seven in a row as the arms go up in the air from the Birchills. A tenth TT win for Ben and Tom Birchill. 118.609 miles per hour. Ten wins. They're now level with the great Rob Fisher. And solo riders like Stanley Woods and Giacomo Agostini. What a performance. Seven in a row. Almost unprecedented, I would suggest, at the TT. Complete dominance. And here is Holden and Kane to take second place. And they do indeed. And the final margin there, 20 and a half seconds, the victory. Don't want to miss them going into the winner's enclosure. We'll confirm who's in third. But what a special pair the Birchills are. Chris Kinley. Absolutely incredible, Tim. 20 and a half seconds in the end. They were pushed early doors by John Holder. But there we are. There is your double. And now 10 times in Alaman TT races. Sidecar winner, as you quite rightly say, to go level with the great Rob Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure Rob is probably listening as well. He won't mind, though. We were all estimating, we're all guessing they might be doing that 120 lap. Gives them a big, big hug again. Ben and Tom Birchall, brothers. And there's Johnny Holden in in second place. Founds and Wormsley are through Crunk Nimona. Tim Reeves and Wilksey also through Crunk Nimona. And Lee Kane loves absolutely knackered on there, struggling all through the week with the problems he's got with his foot. And he gets lift himself up at the outfit. John gives a big wave to Pat Ferrance. And there he is over the line, Founds and Wormsley, Tim Glover. Jevon Wormsley safely through, 116.026 on their final lap as well. Good effort. Different Founds in third. Yeah, we'll speak to the boys. The virtual boys go over to Johnny Holden, shake hands, Lee Kane's in there too. Gives a big thumbs up to the cameraman and makes his way, that smiling, smiling face under that arrow lid. The gloves come off, they get put on top of the little heat protector that protects them from the heat that carbon fiber heat but he goes over gives the rest of the team big hugs that's important gets himself over there lots of pats on the back and he's done it now a double figures tt winner 10 wins many many congratulations oh thanks so much that was hard that you know it being a two-lap race it put a lot, a lot more pressure on us all i think um but yeah fantastic conditions out there great crowd and to win, uh, to win 10 TTs, it's just an honour. That's all I can say. And that makes you, watch your back, makes you, watch your back, watch your back. You're going to get run over by that Founds fella. That makes you level with Rob Fisher. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I used to come and watch Rob and, and Dave Molyneux duke it out around here, you know. So to be on a, on a level turn with him, it's great. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him a ring and congratulate him. <laughs> John pushed you for a bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wanted to just have a look, you know, it's... Uh, it's the end of a long week and we didn't need to do out, out amazing, but it was just good that the crowd saw us again. And um, yeah, I hope everyone's having a good day and thanks so, so much for the support around there. We were surmising you might push on the last lap for a 120 because the standing start was 118.3. Yeah, it was, it just didn't have such a good run coming onto it, I don't think, you know, and I just thought, just, just keep buzzing it along and short shift it and get it home. 
quite a difference in fuel lo load, you know, so it was sort of a lap different to where we'd normally be, but no, it was a great run and we've, we've come for the win. That's what we're here for. Wins are wins, records are records. They'll be broken and about the win. That's in the books for all time. Yeah, that's right. That's for sure. And looking now to the Southern 100, obviously you on the Isle of Man and a couple of months you're coming back for that in July. I wouldn't think so this year, no. I, don't, I think we'll give it a miss this year. Give this uh, little lady sat here a bit of a rest. <laughs> <laughs> so World Championship next? Yeah. Where's next? Uh, Hungary. We're off to Hungary next for World Championship and try and get that back on track. And, uh, yeah, big long drive where we can uh, sit in that truck thinking about what a great time we've had in Isle of Man again. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, Tom, let's have a word with you, young man. Well, you two, when you get off the looks inside your, your crash helmet, you're still thinking about it now. And you've just done a big number 10 signal. That's 10, the same as Rob Fisher and people. That is bonkers, isn't it? That's uh, psychic royalty, isn't it? I lost the words with that. I just saw Rob come over to, to us just before we went out and won't be rude, but you just, you know, got your head on a bit and you're just thinking about what's going to come up. And I just thought, I don't want to talk about 10 to you, Rob. <laughs> so it's great to be up to up there with him because he's a, he's a real hero of ours, honestly, he is. You know, the same as Dave Molyneux, and to, to sort of edge up that way, that's yeah, incredible. So we're Robert Moon with that. Well done on the win. I think it's going to be an exciting night in the virtual household this evening, I think. Oh, there'll be a pint or two to come tonight, driver, I can tell you. <laughs> that were a big thanks to the crowd again. You know, they've stuck it out. I've said this before, but yeah, a proper cheer coming back down from Martin. We had a bit of a problem with, with brake fluid reservoir, so it really was a nail-biter, that was. I kept having to wind it back on. So we were real lucky in a way, but um, it were not over till it were over, let's say. So <laughs> full chat to end. Up. That was mega, absolutely of it, Moon. A massive thank you to, to our team. They've done so much for us, and especially these two weeks. Engines have been in and out, trying to keep everybody cool. Gary Thompson's been amazing with us all, even though he's had such a issue himself all, all these two weeks. So. Mega, we've done it. Move it. Move it. Well done. Well done, boys. Thank you very much. Let's grab a word with John Holder if we can. John, should we get into the shade? We're on the burn our little heads. And uh, well, uh, no, you 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 had him at the start. You 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 pushed on a little bit, but uh, he's gone again, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. What can you do with forty kilograms heavier on by? They need a sack of spuds on there by, don't they? And then it'll be even. You, you, there's now on you. There's now on your skin and bone. Yeah, just a foot taller. That's I know, all. That's the only thing, isn't yeah. it? But still doing pretty respectable speeds. And another TT podium for you yeah. and Lee as well. That's 12 in a row, so that's not bad, is it? We're just on the reliability. My team's fantastic preparing that bike, and it just keeps singing along and amazing, isn't it? For a sidecar, 12 podiums on the trot. I don't think that's ever been done. So my team's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and he's now got seven wins on the spin. You're going to have to come back next year and take one off him. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm not too old then. Oh, you heck. All right, then we'll come back. <laughs> and you and Lee, and I know Lee, you've been struggling all week, and you just sat there, you've seen you sat at and the outfit, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't give the foot a, a thought then. I just cracked on and really worked hard where I could, and I kept seeing the pit boards on that first lap, and I knew we were close, so just gave it everything, but it just wasn't our day, was it? You were ahead at one point. You could probably see him probably end the Cronk straight, possibly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they, I, I you were, you were leading at one point. Oh, well, that's Only not... by a smidge. There was yeah, nothing yeah. in it. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, who knows? <laughs> next year's next year. And you just asked him about the Sunderland. He's not coming back to the Sunderland. Are you at the Sunderland this year? Yeah, yeah, we're back at Southern. Absolutely like to see. And everything, they look after us, and, yeah, we enjoy it. Okay, boys, well done. Just need to beat that geezer Reeves at the Southern 100. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. Well done. And let's speak to the, the fans, boys. Yeah, where have they gone? Uh, they've. Uh, oh, there they are. Pete and Jevon, sorry. And Peter, Jevon, Pete, his team fans. Look at this lot here. What a rabble. What a rabble. <laughs> Careful you don't get sucked in here, mate. Yeah. No, I'm staying well away from you lot. Talk us about the race. Uh, yeah, yeah, we just rode our own race really, and just we, we knew we, we knew we had a bit more speed in us from the first race, so we, we just pushed a bit harder. We'd made a few setting changes from the first race, and to be honest, it was a bit we were a bit gingerly going into quarter bridge the first lap because you never really know what the bike's going to do once you've changed your suspension and your brakes and stuff. Not ideal going into a race, but nevertheless, that's that's how it had to be. And like Ben said, there different fuel load as well can upset it too. Yeah, that's right, and that, um, that helped us a little bit because the bike was performing better with a full fuel load, ironically, in the first race. So we had to make a few settings based on the fact that we knew we wouldn't be carrying a full fuel load. So, uh, but yeah, th this boy here did amazing. He was he was spot on. He hung in, and we we had a couple of quick moments through some fast bits, and we, we, you know the confidence is building between us. So really good. Anything to do to get ahead with those boys? I think 116 and a bit you did on the second lap, on the last second lap, on the last lap, the second lap. Yeah, and we, and it was comfortable as well. You know, we didn't do anything daft. There was no moments. Um, you know. Suzuki have been 
amazing with us, you know, helping us out with bits and parts for the engine. And, we're, you know, we really are pushing these little Suzuki engines to the max, you know, to try and keep up with these these other boys. So, uh, so massive, massive hats off to Suzuki and Morris Lubricants and, and uh, Rotec and Chuslins and all the other guys who've helped to get us here. So, yeah. Really Thank nice. you to everyone. I don't care. Cheers, mate. Well done, cheers. <laughs> Jeb, how's that? Oh, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Just enjoy. He's nice and cool and relaxed, isn't he, this just chap, eh? Couple of moments, he said. Uh, yeah, it's a couple of fast moments around a couple of the rights where it just sort of twitched, but... Was that because there's no rubber down? Was it a bit green under the trees, or...? Uh, no, I, I don't know, really. It's just one of those things. I think we were just pushing it, and it was enjoyable. So, enjoyable, yeah. and a TT podium, boys. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Well done, boys. Cheers, mate. Yeah, well done, boys. Well done, Pete. Well done, Jeff. Well done, boys. Top three there for the sidecar race number two because we're going to want to do the official photograph. And Tim, we'll hand back to you to get set up. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, great reactions as always in the uh, winners' enclosure there from the sidecar uh, fraternity. I can tell you, passenger um, Julie uh, Grosse Bourbage has come off at Ren Cullen, but is okay. That's outfit number forty. And uh, Mark Saunders, uh, uh, the driver as well, fine. But uh, yeah, Julie Grosset, uh, Bourbange, off at Ren Cullen, but okay. So the virtuals are the winners. Uh, 38 minutes, 12.563 seconds uh, there. Race time, a last lap of 19 minutes, 5.175 seconds, 118.609 miles per hour they win by 20 and a half seconds from number two holden and kane it's a checkered flag goes out uh, for number 12 gary knight and daniel evanson so holden and kane are in second 20.5 seconds down a last lap of 117.591 miles per hour Third, number five, Founds and Wormsley in their last lap, 116.026 miles per hour, 34.3 seconds down on Holden and Kane in second. In fourth was number three, so a little bit of joy for them after a difficult uh, week and very little laps uh, accrued around the TT course. Reeves and uh, Wilkes as across the line uh, goes uh, Maria Costello and uh, Julie Canaper. Francois Leblonde and Marlene uh, Couliard. So uh, well done, uh, Maria, with a last lap of 102.93 as well. So the sidecar boys are making their way up. So, uh, yeah, Reeves and Wilkes in fourth and fifth. It was number 10, Brian and Hyde. Sixth, number 11, Leblonde and Clay. Seventh, number 6, Blackstock and Rosney. Eighth, number 21, Schofield and Thomas. Ninth, number 19, Lowther and Hardy. Tenth, number 7, Molyneux and Payne. Eleventh, number 33, Knight and Rostron, 12th number 16, Hope and Bumfrey, 13th number 14, Lockie and Sayers, 14th number 24, the Saunders, 15th number 27, King and Thomas, 16th number 20, Alton and Bonnie, 17th number 45, Costella and Canaper, 18th number 28, LeBlond and Couliard, 19th number 12, Knight and Evanson as the uh, Second klaxon for the Superstock race goes. Uh, we are now ready for the Locate.im Sidecar TT podium. So let's hear the fanfare. And up the stairway to heaven they go. And the Birchills, uh, well, it's six in a row as runner-up in this race as well for uh, John Holden. Uh, four in a row for uh, John Holden and Lee Kane. But uh, 12 podiums in a row is something special. And handshakes all round. So uh, making the uh, presentations is uh, Aurora uh, Mulling Mullingan, the Executive Director of Sports and Documentaries of Pilgrim Media Group. So the locate.im sidecar TT in third place. Honor Suzuki, Peter Founds and Jevon Wormsley. In second place, 12 podiums in a row, six in a row as runners up as well. 
John Holden and Lee Kane. And your locate.im sidecar TT victors on a Honda. Ten times TT winners, seven in a row. Ben and Tom Birchall. <laughs> and the sidecar tourist trophy is present, uh, about to be presented as well. Uh, to them and congratulations indeed to the Birchalls as I said uh, they join well some illustrious company but I'm sure the one that means the most to them will be uh, Rob Fisher on 10 as the uh, trophy is hoisted into the air as uh, another finisher crosses uh, the line in the background and we'll just uh, pause to let them have their moments that's Brian uh, Alflat and uh, Aaron Goran, who've just finished. So, ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding now for the British National Anthem. Congratulations again, our locate.im sidecar TT podium in third. Peter Bounds and Jevin Wormsley in second. John Holden and Lee Kane. And the winners, 10-time TT winners, seven in a row, Ben and Tom Birchall. And there is going to be some champagne sprayed uh, down into Gasoline Alley. 